0: Hey, and welcome to The Author's Leverage. You're tuning in to the podcast where you're gonna learn how to turn your book into a powerful platform for sharing your expertise and making an impact. I'm your host, Parshel Tashi, and I'm here to bring you the latest strategies, insights, and stories from some of the best book publishing and marketing experts in the world. So whether you're an aspiring author or a seasoned pro, this podcast is your go-to source for tips, tools, and techniques to help you leverage your book and amplify its reach. So welcome and let me introduce you to today's guest. Deb Boulanger is a coach and mentor to women leaders leaving corporate to start a profitable coaching or consulting business. As a successful executive in corporate America, she was responsible for finding the gap in the market that other companies were missing and to create in-demand service offerings that satisfied those needs. Fast forward after 20 years in sales, marketing, and service development, Deb now assists other women entrepreneurs to create predictable income by monetizing their service offerings. Deb is the founder of the Launch Lab for Women Entrepreneurs, the Six Figure Accelerator, and is the host of the Life After Corporate podcast. So welcome, 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 Deb. Thank you so much for being here um, and joining our conversation today.
1: Parshall, it's my privilege and pleasure to be here.
0: Absolutely, and we were talking before we started the started recording, so I just wanna jump right back in to some of the things that you were sharing, because I mean, your, your track record speaks for itself, your bio speaks for itself in terms of what your expertise is and how you're helping uh, create predictable income for women entrepreneurs. Now, when we talk about specifically um, The difference between, let's say, an entrepreneur who has a book versus one who does not. Let's start there. What do you find are the biggest differences and potential there for an entrepreneur, you know, based on having a book or not?
1: Yeah, well, a book is fantastic leverage for your business because a book opens doors. You know, once you have a book and you have people who are reading it, and they're engaged with your ideas frequently, they'll ask you to come and speak. And now that there are so many professional networks, industry associations, conferences, we're getting back in person again, there are many opportunities for you to take that book and share pieces of it with an audience. And so I think um, that's an advantage to authors.
0: 100%. And and with a book, we also talked about how you can actually leverage that in your offerings and sort of the customer journey that's available for your, you know, for your audience and who you're wanting to reach. Um, what what are some of the tactics and strategies that come to mind when a consultant or a coach is looking to leverage their their book?
1: Yeah, so... The, the importance of the book is it brings you in front of other people, right? And once you're in front of other people, you want to have something additional to offer them. Because if your book is available on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or even for purchase from your website, we want to make sure that you're collecting those email addresses, that you're establishing relationships with your readers. And the only way to do that is to have them join your mailing list. So one of the things that you can do with a book is you could have a workbook that goes along with your book. You can take a chapter and make that downloadable for someone who wants to enter in their email address or perhaps even their phone number and get access to that chapter. So it starts opening the door to having a conversation where traditionally reading has been a one-way street and you're not necessarily establishing relationships with the people that are consuming your content or reading your books.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know that your background coming from corporate America and, you know, shifting into the space where you're helping support entrepreneurs, right, who are transitioning out of that, um, there is a market need. And and I I find that for, you know, a lot of corporate organizations that, you know, having a book is something that again, opens that door, especially if you're looking to develop clientele in those spaces.
1: Yeah, it does open a door. And I have clients who are authors and who then create a course that they can then sell to companies for their leaders to take that course. So there's, there's two ways you can go. If you're a consultant and you're typically speaking in front of business owners, then having a course that you can sell to them that they're their employees can go through, let's just say it's a, a leadership development program or a book on leader effective leadership, then you can have a program that you sell to them afterwards. And so that brings in additional revenue streams. So as I said before, the book is really a door opener. If you're a coach and you're publishing your book for the very first time, then you can invite people to join your course, join your program, Um, You can invite them to a webinar. You and I were talking right before we went live how you caught the tail end of one of my training programs. That's another way you can open up the conversation with people who are in your ecosystem, who might be your future clients, they just don't know it yet. So I think a book provides a jumping off point for coaches and consultants to expand their ecosystem, expand their influence, and also offer people who read their book another opportunity to engage with them and go deeper and go further with the content.
0: Absolutely, There's are so. They're, I mean, just the, the world opens up, you know, in a sense when you have the the resource of a book and what you brought to light as well. Having a course, having another program, or another additional offering on the back end. And I know that in your experience as well, you've, you know, you've been able to help entrepreneurs. And, and yourself, find that market fit, find that perfect groove um, between what you're offering and what the market need is. And sometimes there can be a difference, as this is my experience, is that there can sometimes be a difference between the need for your book and then the new need or the new uh, demand that is there for a course or a companion to the book. Um, oftentimes, you know, an author might put together a course that is directly linked with the book. And that applies, but sometimes it doesn't, there could be an additional fit that a course could bring as an extension to the book, as opposed to just being, you know, uh, a, uh, you know, a mirrored
1: uh,
0: product. Exactly,
1: right. It could be the next step, right? It could be the next step up the ladder. So I have a saying test before you invest and that's a way of just engaging people who are in your market space in in a conversation like what's important to you about x you know what's your biggest challenge that you're facing right now oh that's so interesting it's about being curious you know what have you done to address that what do you wish you had i mean these are golden questions when you ask someone what do you wish you had and you let them riff on what the ideal solution looks like to them and you're sincerely curious and you're saying, well, tell me more about that. How would that work for you? How often would you want to engage? Would that include um, being with other people or would this be a solo activity that you'd be doing on your own? So you start testing and you then create a concept for your program or your course and then you put some meat on the bones, if you will, and you say, okay, here's how it works. There's these five different steps I'm gonna take you through. This is what you'll learn after each step in the journey. How's that sound to you? Is that Mm -hmm. something that you would enroll in? Is there anything we missed? And so really for your, your listeners right now, that is market research 101 of how to have market research conversations and use that, that valuable input into your program development. And the other thing that this does is it gives you the language that will immediately and viscerally connect to that audience because the words that they have used to share with you where they're struggling, what they wish they had and the value that that would be to them and what they would expect to get, is maybe your second book. <laughs> <But it's laughs> right. So yeah, it's also the words you use in your marketing, whether you're marketing your book or you're marketing the course, is you want to have that connection, that that feeling where your your ideal listener, or your ideal buyer is saying, Oh my god, are you reading my mind? Did you get a hold of my diary? Like this is crazy.
0: I love that. I mean that that market research definitely allows you to speak very very directly to your audience in a way that is speaking their language and i think oftentimes like you said without doing this testing you can put out messaging that doesn't fit and therein you know makes your program or your course uh, less effective so can you speak specifically to some of the let's say the containers in which you can test this out because i mean to your point you can have the conversations get that feedback but then when it actually goes down to you know the process involved of actually not presenting it and c- creating that um, space. I know that there's a, a plethora of ways that that can be done, but what are you finding to be some of the um, most uh, useful and 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 I should say profitable ways as well to test out a program or a course?
1: Yeah, so uh, I think one of the first things to do is is just gather people in a room and say, "Hey, I've got this idea." and I would love to share it with you. And in exchange for helping me hone this idea into the perfect offering, I'm gonna let you participate in it for much a much lower investment than I'm gonna charge once we launch it out into the the world. So some people call it a beta, some people call it a pilot. Um, I call it a seed launch where you're kind of just seeding you're planting the seed, you're watering it, you're, you're getting the nutrients from the people who are in the program, and you're honing it then. So I'll just give you an example so it brings it home. When I first had the idea for the Launch Lab, I knew that there was a gap in the market. I knew that women were leaving corporate and saying, oh, I've got this coaching certification, I'm going to hang out my shingle, and I'm going to be an executive coach, a leadership coach, a life coach, you name the flavor. And similarly with consultants, you know, I've developed this portfolio of expertise over 20 years. I'm passionate about ESG initiatives or I'm passionate about diversity, equity and inclusion. I'm passionate about this. And so if you don't test before you invest, what you do is you, you just go out there and, and you start sounding like everyone else and you're in this sea of other people who are who sound exactly like you, who are using the same words. But mm-hmm. if you do the testing, and it can be in a matter of having conversations with people, it could be a focus group on Zoom, let me run this idea by you, or it could be a seed launch. So when I first launched the Launch Lab, I actually delivered it to people one-on-one. I was bringing the concept to them in one-on-one coaching And then I noticed where I was repeating myself over and over and I said, oh, well, I should be using our time together, this precious time where I'm coaching you to actually coach you through something as the application of it, the implementation of it, not teaching you the concept itself. And that's Mm. when I realized, oh, I can record all of these on a learning platform so people can do the lessons on their own. And then when we get together in person, uh, then we can apply it to their their business. And then I also realized that entrepreneurship is a lonely journey, you know, especially for women where we're isolated. And mm-hmm. so I decided to bring all my private clients into a group and we met once a week and we, they were doing the same work and they loved the experience of being together. And then the next iteration of that, I said, you know, I'm recording the training, I'm building out the worksheets and the workbooks will still meet on a weekly basis for 90 minutes for that implementation support, but also you get to be in a community. And um, so that's how the Launch Lab was created. And since then I've launched uh, the Six Figure Accelerator, which is our year long program based on uh, where people struggle, you know, what trips people up. And once you can help them solve those challenges, like, oh, I have a consulting business, And my first couple of years, it was great because I got referrals from my warm network, but those referrals have dried up now and I have to market my services and I don't know how to do that. So Mm -hmm. whenever there's a, I don't know how to do that, there's an opportunity for a book, Mm -hmm. a talk, a course, where you can share your expertise with others. And I'm talking about deep expertise. I just want to do this little disclaimer that the internet has sort of democratized expertise. And Mm. I think that um, rehashing someone else's intellectual property or you took a course and now you're going to put your own spin on it and deliver it to someone else is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about original ideas, original content where you have gone out to the market, you've understood where they're struggling and you're using your skills and expertise to put together a solution that doesn't exist.
0: Wow. Wow that is a definition of deep expertise. I mean, it just- Mic drop uh, the moment. Way that you, yeah, <laughs> I mean, really, because that is that is such a, a distinct difference, especially now with the rise of AI, ChatBG, ChatGBT, and all of these tools that are making that knowledge, right, way more accessible. So to your point, you definitely have to have original ideas have some footing in the market, knowing what's going on specifically with that with that audience, and then putting those pieces together to solve the, a specific problem for them. I mean, that's, um, like I said, just, just beautifully said, and that kind of expertise um, lends itself to execution, which I'm glad that you brought that up as well. Because having a book, typically you're you're unveiling you know, more of the background, right? There's stories to inspire, there's some data, there's some you know, aspects to presenting a bigger picture, but hell, you know, we get the big big picture all day without the execution is not worth very much. So that's where you know the concept of having a course or program to be a companion is gonna really help support them with that. Um, And with that testing period that you that you described, how you know about how long on average, you know, should someone anticipate setting aside the time to test and then knowing that they're ready for this to be launched?
1: That's a great question. Um, Typically, you want to have conversations with anywhere from 12 to 20 people. You know, if you if you've got the ideal client right, that should be enough if you're not sure on who the ideal buyer is and you're kind of still trying to figure out who the ideal client is you might have a little uh, a few more than that but if you're talking to the right people if you're talking to the people that match the profile of the person that you want to help the person you want to be speaking to in your book and you want to be supporting in your program then it should only take 12 to 20 interviews and you're looking for patterns Mm -hmm. you're looking for patterns and so That's why at this point in the launch lab, this is what we teach at this point. um, It's very variable how long it takes, because it depends on can you find the people? Uh, Are they willing to book time with you on the calendar? How long does it how much time do you have to do these interviews? Right. So if you have a full time job, you might have less time than other people who are are fully solo and and in Mm -hmm. control of their time right now anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to spot the patterns, you know, where were the similarities, what did people say that uh, supported the their own ideas that were consistent? And then you also want to pay attention to the outliers. You know, sometimes in these interviews, someone will give you a fantastic idea that you hadn't thought of yet that can be a huge differentiator for you. And so that's why these these conversations are so important. And it gives you the basic language for your marketing. But to stand out in your marketing, you have to disrupt the narrative. And I think this is true for and I was playing with ChatGPT today. So so funny <laughs> that you were mentioning that. I was like, oh, I want a new name for my next my next live launch. And I was I was putting some some thoughts in there. But the thing is what you're getting is the collective consciousness of what's available in the universe of published Mm -hmm. word today. You're not necessarily getting unique ideas or new ideas or new content. So while those tools might be helpful in establishing a, a framework for a message, what we really need to do is disrupt the narrative. And this is one of my favorite, favorite things to do. Because when you're in a crowded category like coaching or consulting, you need to have a message that really stands out. So, um, you know, some of the things that I've been talking about are um, how your self worth gets tied up in your pricing. And so, when I talk to women entrepreneurs about, you know, you're operating on a conditioned set of lowered expectations simply by the fact that you're a woman and that you've internalized those cultural norms, those cultural messages, and now you're operating from that place. In order to disrupt that, you need to get your self-worth out of the way when you're pricing your services. So it's not about you, it's all about the return on advantage, which was another term I coined and trademarked. Uh, It's about the return on advantage that you provide for your clients. And when they hear that for the very first time, it's like, oh, I've given them permission to relax. Like, it's not about what an hour of my time is worth. Mm -hmm. It's what it's worth to the other person. And transformation is worth a lot.
0: 100%. Um, I'm just so grateful that you brought that point in, too, because my next question was, how does how does one stand out? (laughs) And uh, and you definitely answered that because it's about disrupting that and really coming to the table with a unique idea and something that's going to really resonate, uh, you know, with 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 who you're you're targeting, who who you want to work with. So, Deborah, we could talk. I have so many other questions, <laughs> but I, <laughs> but we will have to do a part two if you're up for that because that it would just be awesome to have you back and just to share some other you know insight, especially as um, AI you know changes and uh, continues to evolve the space. So we'll definitely have to have you back again. So um, I'm curious, and as we're wrapping up the conversation, um, what, you know, last words of advice, a wisdom that you would share with listeners. Um, again, these are newbie authors to seasoned pro authors that have multiple books um out and um and and what, what would you share with them um in leaving this, this this session?
1: yeah i would say look for that unseen that unmet need in the marketplace look for that conversation that needs to be had in a way that nobody is having that conversation uh stop the scroll and disrupt the narrative with how you're presenting your ideas and that's what sells books. That's what sells courses. That's what gets people engaged with your message and helps you stand out.
0: Absolutely. And and Deb, where can where can we reach out to you and connect with you if we're interested in learning more? And I know that you have, a, a, you know, some amazing launches and things that you're sharing as well. So um, where's the best place where uh, anyone tuning in can connect with you?
1: Yeah. Thank you, Parshall. The best place to connect with me is on LinkedIn. So I think I'm the only Deb Boulanger on LinkedIn. <laughs> Maybe I'm not, but, um, uh, Deb Boulanger spelt like the French Baker. And, uh, also there's, uh, the great is our website and the slash pricing will get you the pricing calculator. So if you're not sure what your programs are worth, and you want to model out different scenarios. I have a free tool that's already pre-programmed for you. Um, I'm a numbers geek, and so it's a very simple Excel spreadsheet, but it also comes with a workbook and some training where you can model out your pricing, where you can get beyond this, what is an hour of my time worth and come to the real value of your offer. And uh, we also offer regular training so that if you're on our email list, you'll get notified when we're launching our next program, Reliable Revenue Secrets or Predictable Revenue Strategies. And uh, we'd love to see you there and just let us know you found us on The Author's Leverage.
0: Yes, beautiful. Uh, For those tuning in, I highly, highly recommend uh, connecting with Deb. I've learned a lot from her today and even before this conversation, she's a wealth of knowledge and I know she'll be of huge uh, benefit to anyone that connects with her. So Deb, thanks again. And one last quick bonus question is what is your one word?
1: Ah, My one word I would say my one word is disrupt. You know, I think that's that powerful. that's been uh, the theme for our conversation today is disrupt the conversation, disrupt the narrative, be original with your ideas.
0: 100%. Well, Deb, thank you again so much for, for being here and, uh, and we will definitely be doing a part two. <laughs> um, I'm excited for that. All right,
1: thank you, Parshall.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And thanks everyone again for tuning in today. This was such a great conversation. I hope you found today's episode helpful and inspiring. Uh, Don't forget to go grab your copy of Get More Bang for Your Book. It's packed with even more tips and strategies that are going to empower you to draw on your expertise and enhance the influence of your written work. And as always, if you want to stay on top of the latest trends in book publishing and marketing, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and share it along with a friend. Until next time, keep spreading your message and remember the power of your words. I can't wait to share some more tips with you
1: and strategies on our next episode. We'll see you then.